When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Ask Us Anything, where popular science answers your most outlandish, mind-burning questions from what the universe is made of to why not everyone can touch their toes. I'm your host, Claire Maldarelli. And I'm producer Jess Bodie. Let's dive into today's question. Yeah, so over the last year and a half, we've basically only been talking about bad viruses, like you know, the one that causes COVID-19. But now the people want to know, is there such a thing as a good virus? Ah, yes. Great question, especially for these times we're living in. More on these notorious microbes in just a bit. So... Viruses have been the talk of the town this past year, and for good reason. A pretty nasty one, COVID-causing SARS-CoV-2, has killed more than half a million people here in the United States and more than three million across the globe. This pandemic has shown just how dangerous viruses can be, and it's by far not the first to do so. But the world isn't necessarily black and white, and viruses are no different. So I'm excited to give a spotlight to the do-gooders of the virus world. Yeah, that's a really interesting thought, because I pretty much usually just think of viruses as up to no good, because there's a lot of those. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, think about it. There are the rhinoviruses that cause the common cold. There are a bunch of viral strains that cause influenza, and there are plenty of other that are less common but just as dangerous. Consider the human immunodeficiency virus, or HIV, which can lead to AIDS, or the human papillomavirus, commonly known as HPV, which can increase the chances of developing cervical cancer. So, yeah, there really are a lot of scary viruses out there, and all of them deserve our attention. But sometimes, these dangerous viruses can steal the spotlight. The truth is, viruses have existed amongst humans for as long as we have existed. In fact, every person has these tiny beings on and inside ourselves. And in some ways, they've really shaped who we are. In general, over the past several decades, scientists have become increasingly aware that many of these bugs benefit humans. This mix of microbes that live in and on our bodies, particularly inside our guts, is known as the microbiome. Yeah, I know the microbiome. I always think about it when I drink my kombucha, (laughs) which is pretty often. Yes, exactly. Or (laughs) yogurt. Yeah. Um, Yes, all the good bacteria. (laughs) In fact, microbiologists estimate that nearly half of what's alive in our body is not our own. And while bacteria make up a large part of this conglomerate of microscopic organisms, a portion of our microbiomes is made up of other microscopic beings like fungi and viruses. Researchers have dubbed our resident viruses the virome. 
the Virome. <laughs> that sounds yes. like a, it sounds like it could be a Marvel villain. <laughs> but uh, I, I have a feeling that the Virome might actually be good for us. Yeah, kind of. So we know that bacteria in our guts can be good for us. Research over the past couple decades has linked various bacteria in our guts to a variety of beneficial functions. Certain critters, for example, help us digest and absorb vitamins like B12, thiamine, and riboflavin, and others even help us regulate our immune systems. To stay alive and help us thrive, these bugs eat the fiber in our food that we can't use. Viruses, on the other hand, are a bit different. They don't live off fiber, and in fact, they can't even survive without a living host. For this reason, and a few others, there's been much debate over the years about whether viruses are actually living beings. But today, for simplicity's sake, I'm going to refer to viruses as quote-unquote living. To stay alive, they enter cells and hijack their controls to make copies of themselves. Pretty gnarly and sneaky, if you ask me. (laughs) But even so, they can still confer benefits to the living beings they depend on, human or otherwise. Here are some pretty cool ones. One group, called the polydnoviruses, live in a partnership, so to speak, with a type of insect called the parasitoid wasp. These wasps lay their eggs in the bodies of other insects, like moths and butterflies. The offspring then consume and kill the host insects as they develop. They do this in part by injecting polydnoviruses into their hosts. These viruses then render the host's immune systems defenseless, allowing the growing wasps to thrive, though pretty bad for the host. Yeah, that's so metal. <laughs> yeah. Researchers have also identified several viruses that help plants survive. In a 2008 study in the journal The New Phytologist, scientists found four viruses that help plants resist the effects of drought far better than those not infected with the viruses. One way they did this was by making the plant's leaves hold onto water longer than those without the virus. Oh, okay. That's pretty nifty. And so we've heard about bugs and we heard about plants, but what about us humans? Yes, right? What about us? (laughs) Humans have also benefited from viruses in numerous ways. One easy example is the development of the placenta. The placenta, if you think about it, is fascinating. It allows mammals to give birth to living offspring without having to lay an egg first. Evolutionary biologists and geneticists estimate that it evolved somewhere between 150 and 200 million years ago. And when they sequenced the DNA of the genes responsible for the development of the placenta, they found that there were viral remnants of retroviruses. Retroviruses are a special type of virus that use RNA to carry their genetic information. They're able to insert their RNA into human or other animal host cells where the RNA translates into DNA That DNA tricks that host cell into thinking the foreign DNA is its own. The retroviruses then make various proteins to keep themselves alive. Arguably, the most famous retrovirus out there is HIV. And the placenta isn't the only part of our anatomy with some remnants of viruses. In fact, according to a 2012 study, at least 8% of the human genome is made up of ancient retroviruses. That's wild. 8% is so much. (laughs) But um, thinking about like modern times, what are viruses doing for us today? 
Yeah, that's a great question. In recent years, scientists have found that along with bacteria, viruses in our guts may play some key roles in helping our immune systems run smoothly. In studies done on mice, microbiologists found that viruses helped prevent inflammation of the colon, and other research suggests that viruses in the gut could help prevent inflammatory bowel disease, including Crohn's disease and ulcerative colitis that cause inflammation and ulceration throughout the digestive tract. Viruses in the gut might also help prevent what's called graft-versus-host disease, That's a condition that happens when someone gets an organ transplant and the immune system from the donor organ starts attacking its new host body. While more research is needed to better pinpoint the mechanisms involved, it's clear viruses are not just benign bugs hanging out in our guts. Yeah, it definitely seems that way. Yeah, and we are also able to use how viruses function to our advantage. Some vaccines, including the Johnson & Johnson and AstraZeneca COVID-19 vaccines, are what's known as viral vector vaccines. To work, they take advantage of the fact that viruses are really good at infecting other cells. These shots use a modified version of another virus, not SARS-CoV-2, which causes COVID-19, to infect human cells and deliver the genetic material with instructions to create immunity to other viruses, like the novel coronavirus. That's so fascinating. And it's wild how scientists were able to figure that out and then engineer these kinds of vaccines. Is there anything else that this tech can be used for? Yes. In fact, researchers are also using a similar approach in cancer treatments known as immunotherapy. One recently approved treatment is called CAR T-cell therapy. Researchers temporarily remove a person's immune cells and, in a lab, use a viral vector to insert special proteins on the outside of those cells, called chimeric antigen receptors, which are designed to track and kill cancer cells. The doctors then inject the modified immune cells back into the body where they go to work destroying the cancer. That's just like the coolest thing. I can't even believe that it's real. It seems like a piece of sci-fi. Right? And it just shows how powerful viruses can be. Overall, the moral of all of this is that, yes, viruses can be really scary and dangerous. No surprise in 2021. But we shouldn't wish them away entirely. And by studying them and how they work, we can use them to our advantage and make us all healthier. There you have it. Thanks, Claire. My pleasure. Got a question for the editors of Popular Science? Send an email to ask at popsci.com. Ask Us Anything is produced by the editors of Popular Science. This episode was written and reported by me, Claire Maldarelli, with additional editing and audio engineering by Jess Bodie. Big thanks to Billy Cadden for writing our theme song and to Katie Belloff for creating our logo. If you like our show, consider rating it on Apple Podcasts and leaving a review. It helps us a lot. For more PopSci audio content, be sure to check out our sibling podcast, The Weirdest Thing I Learned This Week. I'm Claire Maldarelli. Thanks for listening.